0: Welcome to the sixth and final lesson of the Divine Love Essentials course. I'm Bill Fraze and we'll be discussing pages 27 through 34 of the Divine Love Essentials book. This book can be downloaded from wakeupcallforthesoul.com under the publications tab. And uh, just for note, this, uh, this lesson is covering the rest of the book, so this will be our final Uh, Recording for Divine Love Essentials here, lesson number six. If you join me in prayer, please. (laughs) Beloved Creator, we come together to learn more about you and who we truly are as your precious and beloved children. Guide this lesson that we might come into a greater understanding of your truth, your laws, your love and those ways that we can more effectively uh, communicate with you, not only communicate to you in prayer, but also to receive uh, what you would have us receive in terms of your love, our knowledge of your care, your grace your healing, all of those blessings that you desire to bestow upon us. And may all of those who listen to this recording be blessed as well with increased knowledge and understanding of your care and the availability of your guidance and, most importantly, your love for the healing of our souls and the transformation of our souls and ultimately for the transformation of this world into one that is Of light and peace, joy, love, and truth for all of your children and indeed all of your creation. We thank you. Amen. All right, so the first section here is Principles of Communication and Rapport. And so I just wanted to touch on some aspects of of these three chapters here the uh, Principles of Communication and Rapport. Uh, soul perceptions and spiritual gifts and God's plan for all, uh, and then a, a bit of the epilogue uh, with, with some of your questions, which thank you all for your wonderful questions that you sent in ahead of time uh, to keep me on my toes, and and uh, hopefully I'll, I'll do them justice here, and they'll be helpful to you as, as you continue your soul's growth and development in God's love. So in terms of the principles of communication and rapport, I mean, there's different ways to think about this. I mean, a big one is that it has to do with uh, the relationship of souls to souls. And one of the things I think that's oftentimes missed in this, and so I'm going to go a little bit off, it's, it's briefly mentioned in the chapter, but is, is this idea of the rapport of our souls with the soul of our creator. I think a lot of people don't really realize that uh, while many people, I hear this all the time, people will say, well, I talk to God all the time. And the question that always comes into my mind immediately whenever I hear people say that is, well, but do you ever stop talking to listen to what God has to say to you? You know, and, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who do that, but I've also come across a lot of people where it's pretty clear that it's, as far as they're concerned, it's a one-way conversation. And, not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I just, when I think of conversation for me, that really is a a two-way dynamic. And I I don't know if enough people really realize that our souls are literally created and designed in order to experience two-way communication with the creator. So that was one thing I just wanted to say that again, it's like one sentence in the book, but it's something that I really want people to contemplate the possibility of. A big part of when people are talking about the principles of communication and rapport, they have to do with uh, the communication of what you might call mortals or people who are still in biological bodies, and those beings' communications with spirits uh, at whatever level they may exist within the, the realms of spirit the ability to receive messages uh, from those spirits to actually either hear or to write or in some way to take information from the spirit realm, have it come through us and into a a manifest form here that that can be perceived by our own material mind, by other uh, material minds as well. And, And that's very important for people to understand that because uh, for me, it's it's in the questions after this section where you know I think a lot of people don't really realize that they have been under the influence of spiritual forces their entire lives. And most people are completely oblivious to this fact that we attract spiritual entities based on our soul condition, which also translates into our, our thoughts and our feelings as well. And so many people are so surrounded by uh, spiritual energies and entities that are really out of harmony because those entities and energies are resonating. They are in harmony in their own disharmonious way with the condition of of particular souls. Um, So I I wanted to include that in this chapter because I think it's really important to understand the potential negative impact of that and, and how we can how we can be under these influences without even realizing it, thinking that because we have a thought that it originates with us and therefore uh, we humans have this tendency to believe what we think, which is generally not a very good practice to engage in um, for these very reasons that just because we, quote, have a thought doesn't mean it originated within within us and even if it did, doesn't necessarily mean it's in harmony with, with truth or love. But especially if if we are in negative or or darker conditions of thought and feeling or or the condition of our soul, we can be receiving all kinds of uh, really negative and resistant messages that do not affirm the truths of life and love and therefore significantly diminish the quality of our own lives and the quality of other people's lives as well as we uh, both internalize those things and then externalize them uh, behaviorally. So actually that ended up being more than I was planning on talking about. Well, I will go on the other side. I've, I've focused on the negative. I mean, the other wonderful thing of the law of uh, the, the principles of communication report is the positive side that as we seek to purify our souls, as we seek to receive divine love into our souls for the transformation of our souls, then we also attract those positive forces, higher spiritual forces and energies and entities. Uh, and on the path of divine love, we actually attract those, those highest beings, which uh, are often called celestial angels, angels of divine love, Beings that have undergone the complete transformation of their soul from a natural being into a, a divine entity that is in complete at-one-ment with the creator, even as that um, at one uh, continues to expand uh, with every single prayer uh, that is prayed from the soul for more divine love, for greater participation in that spiritual Essence and energy. So, uh, just like so many laws or principles, this one operates both uh, for our detriment if if we are out of harmony, but it can also operate uh, for our betterment if we understand that we can attract those kinds of spiritual forces into our lives. And obviously, I'm I'm highly recommending uh, the Divine Love Path as as the best path to follow. And in that, then we attract the presence. And the influence of the angels along with uh, that of our creator again to go back to what i was saying in terms of that two-way conversation between our souls and god which uh, god very much desires to have with us the the missing component is our own development and divine love in order to truly hear uh, our creator and, and when i use "hear," i should say um perceive is probably the better word to perceive what our creator would like us to know, because those perceptions can come in a variety of uh, forms based on the unique gifts of the soul, which probably is a relatively decent segue here into the uh, soul perceptions and spiritual gifts part of the book. Um, So soul perceptions are those faculties of the soul those aspects of the soul that actually as they develop in divine love have the capability of perceiving truth uh, directly of knowing truth in a way that that the material mind it cannot do It, it literally cannot do these things like the our the material mind is used to taking in things in terms of sensation through sight or hearing or some type of experience and processing this and and developing concepts and ideas and structures and all this. And soul perceptions do not work at all like that. I, I likened it in the book to the difference between book learning, which would be kind of what the material mind does, and just kind of knowing who you are within your own skin as being akin to soul perceptions. Soul perceptions are this this pure knowing uh, when, when they come into the soul you just you, you know it. <laughs> it's really hard to describe because again our language is built out of the material mind so we don't really have a lot of words or concepts or phrases that really uh, get this idea but you know it's like even you know people will talk about a gut feeling or an intuition and soul perceptions to me are uh, well beyond those kinds of uh, even intuitive perceptions that, that may come out uh, from the material mind or or the body or, or even the spirit body with some of its capabilities for perceiving material realities. Spiritual perceptions have to do with perceiving things like divine love, spiritual truth, the quality and characteristics of God, who God is, and, and who we truly are as souls created in the image, the likeness of God, receiving the essence of God if we're on the divine love path. So it's very, uh, very different than the mind. Where throughout my life I have had different beliefs about things. Like I would believe one thing and then, you know, a week later, I think that, that was complete nonsense. And I believe basically the opposite of that. And the difference with soul perceptions is, is that whatever a soul perceives, that perception of truth, that never goes away. It can only expand or grow, deepen, uh, become greater, but you never go back on that core truth that you've perceived as a sole perception and say, oh, you know what, that was wrong. I'm gonna quote, believe this, or I know this is true now. So it's a, it's a very different model or way of, of perceiving and knowing than what is typical in, say, our educational systems or our, our typical ways of interacting in, in the, um, the the pseudo-reality of, of what humankind has constructed up until this point. All right. Um, so I'm going to shift into spiritual gifts here, which there's, in my mind, a, a decent amount of overlap between soul perceptions and spiritual gifts, but like so many of my soul perceptions that I've had up until this point, I guess one of the differentiations I make is, is that I know these things are true now. I mean, I know them to the very core of, of my being, within my very soul. And yet, uh, a lot of times, communicating these things to people is not necessarily very helpful to them. I mean, sometimes it is. Sometimes an occasion comes up where I know something and then I'm able to share it, you know, in some way. But but spiritual gifts are really for me, they are they are the means of, of manifestation of God's love in the world. So each soul is created with a unique, I like the term constellation of spiritual gifts within it. Um, you can have other metaphors like a garden with different kind, kinds of flowers or whatever metaphor works for you. But it's the idea that, that each soul has a unique combination, one of a kind of a whole host of different spiritual gifts, uh, some that may interact with each other, maybe some that, that don't seem to have as much to do with each other. But as a soul receives more and more divine love, these gifts are more and more empowered. The, the stars in the constellation get brighter or the flowers grow and bloom and whatever metaphor works for you. And then these gifts are meant to be, again, this, the, these various manifestations of God's love and will in the world. So one of the ways I think about the relationship of soul perceptions and spiritual gifts is, and I say this in the book is that spiritual perceptions kind of help us to figure out how to apply our spiritual gifts in different uh, circumstances where we just know that this is what we're supposed to do. Or it's even possible given uh, the relationship of the material mind to the, the soul that we can even exercise spiritual gifts without having any conscious knowledge that we're doing so Um, At least at this stage in our journey, that's entirely possible. Eventually, uh, souls become much more and more conscious of the exercise of these these gifts as they're engaged, they have more of of an awareness of who they really are and what they have to contribute. But spiritual gifts are all about service. They are means of sharing information of building relationships of bringing healing or transformation of inspiration of different forms of manifestation all kinds of possibilities that otherwise without the the development of the soul and divine love would not be available and spiritual gifts they are meant to be lived and acted out of and, and used in service on the earth while we're here And the beautiful thing is, is that when we divest ourselves of our uh, biological bodies, we also get to then continue in the growth and development and discovery of those spiritual gifts as we move through the realms of spirit, as we progress uh, through the various spheres uh, throughout eternity to where we also continue to grow in these gifts and discover new gifts and apply those gifts to the building of... uh, Let's call it God's wonderful reality, not only on earth, but throughout the spirit realms as well. So, yeah, I'm just looking at my notes here. Yeah, all of these gifts are are empowered and discovered through prayer for divine love. That is, if you guys haven't gotten it yet, that's the bottom line. I mean, prayer for divine love brings all of this good stuff. It helps us to communicate with God two ways. It helps us to grow in our perceptions of truth and knowledge and wisdom uh, in ways that are just impossible for anyone coming from the place of their, ma- their material mind to do. All right, so now I'm going to move into God's plan for all, and then I'm going to hit some questions here, and we'll do a closing. So uh, in God's plan for all, I mean, in this sort of makes sense to me. This is kind of where I chose to end the book in that all of these things that I'm talking about in this book, every chapter has, has been to support people in their journey, not only of personal spiritual transformation and of healing of those things that are out of harmony, uh, things that bring pain and, and suffering and, and all kinds of dilemmas and and challenges from within ourselves, but that, you know, we are in a very unique time in human history, a very unique uh, moment that we are currently going through. Um, There are actually quite a few people around the planet who are aware that this is a very special time, but there are also a lot of people who are completely asleep to what is happening. And so part of this book is, well, my blog is called Wake Up Call for the Soul, is to help souls awaken to the fact that not only are all of these blessings meant for us as individual souls, which is a wonderful thing, but that we, as we grow and develop our souls in divine love, have the increasing capability of making more and uh, greater contributions to this effort that In the book, I call it God's Plan for All, which is for us having to do with not only the upliftment, healing, and transformation of human souls, but of the entire planet. The planet right now is under uh, an incredibly dark and thick blanket uh, that we often refer to as the human condition. It's being generated by something around 7.5 billion souls that are for the most part, living out of harmony with God's will and love and the laws of nature and uh, those of spirit as well. And so all of this lack of harmony is creating lots of challenges on the planet that you know we can describe in a multitude of ways. Uh, some of those are very clear right now in terms of some of the challenges and, and dilemmas that humanity has, has um, triggered. Uh, within the earth and and within itself at this point, and there are going to be more uh, to come, more intense uh, waves of change and development as things continue to unfold here, uh, particularly as the earth seeks to, uh, uh, what's the word, kind of, uh, there's no really good way to put it, sort of throw off these conditions that are so uh, out of harmony with the Earth's long-term life, with the continuance of life, which the planet's entire purpose is the the sustenance of life, the the growth and development of life and and diversity, and and basically what most of humanity has been doing is completely out of harmony uh, with with that will to life. Uh, So, Anyways, the plan. Uh, everyone's invited. Everyone is invited to come and play to develop uh, our souls, so that we can be less and less a part of the problem and more and more a part of the solution. Part of what is going to help the Earth come back into harmony and balance, help humanity to come into harmony and balance with with the Creator, with love, with God's will, with all of these wonderful laws of creation that that we've basically uh, disregarded now for uh, a really, really, really long time. So I just felt it was important for people who read this book to have some sense that uh, this is not your regular moment in history. There is no such thing, but these times represent a, a truly unique opportunity for us to not only grow in the development of our own souls, but then to to play our unique part through the development of our soul perceptions, through the exercising and manifestation of our spiritual gifts. Who we are as God's children to to help make things better, to serve uh, and to to seek to to help bring harmony uh, and truth and love and light to so many places and circumstances in this world where it does not uh, really exist. All right, so I spent way longer on those than I planned, so I'm gonna go into the questions and hopefully do them justice. So, um, okay, so here's, I've got some kind of statements and questions here. So let's just say that most humans on earth are not familiar with divine love. Uh, Perhaps they call it something different. So this is absolutely true the words divine love really they are words they point to this incredible spiritual reality there are people all over the world who have received are receiving divine love who've never heard of the words and many of them even if you told them there was such a thing they they might not even believe you that it's not the words that that are important what is important is the soul's expressed desire for healing for union with god for the presence of god whatever it is however the uh, we might put it into words that is it's that longing the expression of the deep longing of the soul that brings divine love and it does not necessarily have to have a mental component in, in order to happen in my personal experience having an understanding of these things a mental one can help us to then focus and engage in regular practices to receive it but even that's not necessary. I've just found it helpful for myself and know people who have found it helpful too. But yeah, we don't, yeah. There, there are people all over the place who have divine love, who've received it. Uh, my big question is, you know, how many of us are engaging in, in the daily practice of what we call prayer for divine love or longing for divine love that leads to that long-term trajectory even within this life that we experience the change and growth and progress and development of our souls and the unfolding of our spiritual gifts so that we are more and more empowered to be the change uh, that that we want to see in the world uh, is one way to put it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this person said, I've seen people of many faiths sincerely seeking God's love. And yeah, that's entirely true. I kind of have addressed that uh, with that earlier statement that way. And then uh, I'm assuming that they will also end up in the same sphere system. So this is referring to the structure of, of the realms of spirit. So yeah, this, this every soul is on a unique journey, uh, both on earth and in the spirit realms. And souls that seek and receive divine love regardless of what they believe or what, uh, what words they apply to it, they're, they're going to experience uh, the progress of their souls, the development of their souls through those spheres uh, in the spirit realms, just like anyone else who has that intellectual knowledge. Eventually, as the soul grows in divine love, it gains in its knowledge of the reality of divine love. And again, it's not about the words or the language, but it's, it's this actual energetic change transformation of the soul that happens. Uh, Yeah. And so, you know, we're not talking about specific religions here or specific, belief systems per se, Uh, we're talking about souls and their relationship with their creator in love. That's that's the whole game uh, that's happening that way. And then uh, another question here also, what about souls from other planets? So a soul is a soul is a soul. Whatever planet a soul resides on throughout the wonderful cosmos, To the best of my knowledge and understanding, every soul has the same opportunities uh, that souls on earth have in terms of their their spiritual development and progress, so there should be no no difference that way. It's just that each planet does have its own unique uh, challenges and and opportunities uh, given its current conditions and and the souls that reside upon it and everything like that, just as the earth right now is in a very unique uh, place and position in, in our history with regard to these kind of uh, forces of light and, and darkness that are thoroughly at play right now. All right, so I've got another question. There's a lot here, so okay, we're gonna push through. Uh, Is there a method or technical practice in order to increase the perception of spiritual messages? So uh, there's there's so much uh, and there's resources and things, so I'm gonna hit on a few things here. I'm not gonna be able to go too much in depth in it, but. Uh, Like I said before, the the bottom line, if if we want to receive spiritual messages, and for me, spiritual translates to angelic, divine love, uh, or messages directly from uh, the creator, then prayer for divine love is the foundational, primary, essential practice for developing our souls so that we can receive truly spiritual messages and not just spiritual messages from earthbound spirits who will tell you things that aren't any different than you can get on the evening news or whatever. Um, another important practice, if, if we are looking to actually engage in that two-way communication, not just one-way communication to God and angels, but also to get the, the, the two-way communication coming back to us and possibly through us is praying for the cloak of protection. So um, literally verbally from the depths of our souls saying, you know, I would like to connect with you, but I also want to receive protection from any dark uh, influences that might be interested in, in causing any, any challenges or issues. Because uh, there's tons of spirits looking to form rapport with uh, people on earth. So p- praying for that cloak of protection is really important. And however you visualize it, what, however it comes to you, my cloak looks different all the time. Uh, some people have the same cloak. And some people it looks different it doesn't matter the thing is to pray for it and then to uh, to have that sense of security and surety that that you are receiving uh, protection from higher spiritual forces as you engage to uh, seek to engage in that two way communication uh, seeking to be close to God within our souls again, this is related to prayer for divine love, but Just really seeking for that that presence of God uh, and to perceive that within our souls and in our midst, I think is is really important for us to do as we're seeking to develop two-way communication with with the Creator and also with the angels of divine love, with the celestial angels. Uh, There's a practice that Maureen Cordoso uh, talks about in the uh, Divine Love Mediumship Program through the Divine Love Sanctuary Foundation called Befriending Your Soul. Um, I'm just going to do the really quick and dirty of it. Hers is much more beautiful and elegant, but basically you, know, you can write a, soul, uh, write a letter um, from your mind to your soul and have it express itself and then have your soul write a letter to your mind and engage in a conversation back and forth that way in an effort to bring your material mind and your soul into greater harmony with the goal ultimately being that your soul actually comes into what's called ascendancy over the material mind, that uh, instead of the mind overshadowing the soul and its perceptions, that the soul is elevated in, in the light of God's love so that it can more clearly perceive and receive messages, not only from uh, the angelic realms, but also from the creator as well. So I, I, uh, I recommend her process. That way. And again, I haven't done it justice, but I'm just trying to be helpful here. Um, You know, and expressing the truest and deepest desire of our soul is really important. And that can be expressed in divine love, but it can also be that, you know, saying that I would like to be a channel. I truly desire to be a channel of your love in this world in whatever ways I may be gifted to do so. And again, it's going to be different for different people because the gifts are so varied. There are so many different ways to receive uh, communications from God because of the unique nature of our souls and also from the angelic realms as well. Uh, people assume that it always has to be words. That is not always the case. There's words, there are visions, there are feelings, there are perceptions, there are knowings. Uh, and then there's all kinds of other things that I i don't even know about because I haven't necessarily experienced them myself given my own current uh, development of my own spiritual gifts and things. So I, I think also uh, having a curiosity is helpful, again, under the cloak of protection, but but being curious about these things and open uh, to the experiences and not allowing our minds to dictate what is possible or not. And that was one of the reasons why I emphasized communication directly from the creator. I think a lot of people are so focused on spirits and angels that we forget that, you know, we are meant to have this very direct and intimate uh, conversation, whatever form it may take, according to our gifts, with our Creator, uh, so that we can we can come to know our Creator better uh, and more more clearly that way through our soul perceptions. All right, I'm going through my list here. Yep. All right, all right. So I'm going to go to the next. Um, Oh, okay, yeah, and so just to follow up on that one point um, on expressing the true desires of our souls, when we do that when our when we express the true desire of our soul in prayer to God, God always responds with whatever is best, uh, so if we desire to express love, truth, healing, light, peace, hope, uh, any other blessing you can imagine or ones we don 't even have words for yet or can 't imagine. Um, if we ask God to help us express those blessings through the instrumentality of our soul, God will do whatever is best that way. God will give us whatever is most helpful. God will send the love, the healing, the development according to our desires uh, for whatever is best, and we can, we can trust that. All right, uh, the next question. How can I know I'm receiving spiritual messages and that it isn't the creation of my mind or imagination? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, So it's easiest to discern these things while one is in prayer for divine love. That's coming from my own experience. Um, And for me, uh, spiritual messages coming to me i I know or I have a sense of where they're coming from, whether they're coming from my mind or my soul typically uh it's really and this is really hard to describe it's connected to uh the feelings the sensations the literal soul perceptions of where is this is coming from sometimes literally I will get something, and I feel it I feel it, sense it, hear it, whatever words you want to use, perceive it within my soul, and uh, the best phrase that i have for it is that it, it bubbles up <laughs> um, sort of into the material mind where I'm able to be like oh wow that was okay that's you know and where my mind might wrestle with it or whatever and it doesn't always make sense to my mind but but I know that something has happened and, and sometimes these things now at least for me they happen spontaneously where I'm not necessarily even in prayer but right? I have this this thing that bubbles up from my soul I'm like whoa okay you know and so I, I kind of contemplate those things and, and pray about those things. Um, but yeah there, there's a very different quality uh, to to truly spiritual messages messages of the soul as opposed to what comes either from our own material mind or from other material minds that may exist uh, in, in the realms of, of spirit as well so these, these things for me tend to come with a, a deep and profound sense of knowing and love. Uh, oftentimes, there's also literally a, a warmth that I will, at least for me, and again, I can only speak from my own experience. Uh, this isn't necessarily going to be everyone's experience, but there will, will also often be a feeling of warmth, um, like physical warmth or fire or heat uh, within, within my soul, uh, within my body, Uh, that will often come with these communications. Um, Yeah, and for me, they typically come in prayer. Not always, I talked about that. Uh, Yeah, and oh, so this is something else I wanted to share in, in regards to this question is that the material mind and the body, the only truths that they can discern are material truths. The only instrument that we have for perceiving spiritual truth is the soul. The soul's perceptions are finer, they're more refined uh, for the, to the extent that the soul is awakened in, in the power of God's divine love. But to that extent, the soul's perceptions are much, they are actually much more powerful, even though they are much more subtle uh, than what we might experience through the mind and body. But it's, it's that, it's those sensations, those perceptions that come through the soul that, that give us a sense Uh, that something is spiritually true or not the mind the material mind can be deceived anytime all the time you know it, it it's prone to this because it's taking in all these inputs and processing them using categories that it's familiar with it's only the soul that has these finer more powerful abilities to perceive and to literally know whether something is true or not to to hear something or see something and to take it within and to say, huh, is that really true? You know, do I feel the truth of that um, in my heart, in my soul, uh, and not just as as a concept or an idea that I would prefer to believe or prefer to disbelieve, for example. All right, I'm still looking through my things, so I apologize for the air time here. yeah, another thing that's come up for me in my soul perceptions sometimes is that they um they do not often correspond with uh, what I think is true at the time. So it's one of the tests that I have. I'm not saying it's 100%, um, but it's often been the case that I'll have a particular perception within my soul. Maybe it's a vision. Maybe it's a sensation. And it is so different, so not what i expected or thought it would be if i even had an expectation about it it's so contra intuitive to my mental sense that it's like well i know this isn't coming from my mind so then the only question is is it coming from my soul or from some other mind you know that i might not be familiar with and but again like when these things typically come from me anymore i mean they really come with such a sense of knowing and love and peace and joy and all of these uh, perceptions that that accompany them, to where I'm like, "Wow, that's really true." And yeah, it's, of course it's true. Why well, I, I you know I didn't know that in my mind. I didn't realize the the depth or power of that. So I don't know if that's helpful or not. I'm doing my best to put things that don't have words into words here. And, and uh, yeah, oftentimes I've had visions that were just to my mind, I'm having the vision, I'm looking at the vision and the vision makes absolutely no sense to me. I'm looking at, I'm like, this is, this makes no sense to my mind, but I'm looking at, I'm like, but I'm seeing what I'm seeing and I'm feeling what I'm feeling. I'm like, there's truth there. There's, there's something important for me to get out of that particular vision uh, or, or out of that, that particular word or phrase or whatever is, is coming into my soul uh, that's counterintuitive or outside the realms of my imagination uh, or anything along those lines. So that's, those are some of the ways that I um, experience things. And, and sometimes there are these very deep perceptions where like uh, I had an experience once of of the purity of my soul um, and it's really hard to describe, but there was just this purity, this lightness, this innocence. At um, one time, when I was in prayer about a year ago, that came over me, and uh, and I just I I basked in that for for a while, and I'm like, oh, this is this is what this is like. Like you know, there are messages that talk about this kind of thing, and. And everything but you know the mind you can't perceive it but I'm, I'm in the midst of this experience i'm like wow that's what it's like and then of course you know after a few hours it pretty much fades and so i i have a memory of the experience now but i don't have this perpetual ongoing experience of the, of the purity of my soul but it, to me that's a that's a soul perception that was something that i was gifted with in order to to have some sense a, a touchstone a mile marker that says okay you know, this is kind of what you're going for. Um, you know, go, keep keep going kind of a thing. Um, you know, and, and then there's other perceptions that way in, in terms of the, the, the character of, of God, things that maybe we were taught about who God is uh, that are actually projections of human limitations upon the creator, that then you have these soul perceptions in terms of the development of your relationship with God. And you're like, oh, that's garbage. Yeah, this, what I'm perceiving here, this is the truth. You know, what I call the unconditional love of God and uh, God's absolute acceptance of us. You know, those phrases are not empty words for me. They are not conceptual things. They are based on uh, my own soul perceptions. And so I've done my best to put those things into words that will hopefully invite other people uh, into experiencing the same soul perceptions in their own unique way, uh, that's meaningful to them. So to give you some idea of, uh, you know, how I know that something isn't coming from my mind as, as opposed to my soul. There's lots of wonderful uh, resources related to Divine Love Mediumship. Al Feich has written a book. That's, it's available as a free download on the uh, Divine Love Sanctuary Foundation website. Um, so you can feel free to, to access that book for more information on his perspective related to Divine Love Mediumship and, and his communication with with the Angels, um, and then uh, they occasionally, right now, they're coming into the tail end of of the uh, of an online Divine Love Mediumship course. I'm guessing that there will be future iterations and publications related to that, too, that'll be helpful to people on their journey as well. Um, all right, so, yeah. All right, I think I'm going to yeah, I, I just want to encourage us, all of us, and myself included, because I find myself, you know, have these mental projections and think that they have something to do with reality, these mental limitations. They don't. Uh, they have nothing to do with it. They're just things that I made up uh, that give me a sense of safety and security and, and boundaries and limits on my life. The development of our soul and divine love, um, you know, as we continue to do that, all of the limitations come off all of the boundaries. Uh, cease to exist for us as we continue to go down that path. And so I just want to encourage everyone to be open to possibilities that are really um, literally unbelievable, unimaginable things that are possible that, that we can't even conceive of at this point. And the biggest limitation and barrier to the expression of those things through ourselves, through others, is this dominance of the material mind and its projection of limitations as opposed to the ascendancy of the soul and divine love and its ability to express itself um, in ways that are truly amazing. And those expressions through things like our spiritual gifts and our soul perceptions, you know, those are the things that uh, have so much power and ability to really, really support uh, the transformation of the world that we are currently uh, experiencing. So I've talked about all that stuff way longer than than I um than I intended to so I'm going to do my best to wrap up here in my typical time. Um and this is sort of related to the epilogue uh, to close out this lesson and and uh, the recordings of of these lessons for the Divine Love Essentials course and you know we are living in a very special and unique time um you know, more and more people will become aware of that as as uh, situations and circumstances continue to develop and unfold uh, in the days to come here. And I just, you know, one of the metaphors that's been really powerful for me as I think about what's happening now and, and what we're a part of, whether we're consciously aware of it or not, is that you know, we are in the midst of this incredible love story um, between the creator and uh, the creation, us and, and the earth as well, that that God loves all of humanity, every single soul, uh, unconditionally and absolutely. And and I'm excited to see this unfold. As, as there are going to be people who are going to uh, come to realize that and to grow in that that knowledge and everything and then given the circumstances of the earth the literal expiation of the earth seeking to uh, slough off those dark conditions that humanity has burdened her with um, you know there's also going to be a lot of people who are not going to see it that way and again a big part of my hope for this course is that there are more people around to help uh, those folks who are challenged and troubled by what's what's happening upon the earth to recognize that that as with any circumstance in our lives every moment is an opportunity we can choose to be responsive to seek love to to seek to serve uh, or we can we can seek to in any circumstance whatever it is to be fearful to Express the more resistant uh, aspects of ourselves, and so uh, I'm just I'm hopeful that all of you uh, participating in this course, which I thank you so much for your participation, and all of those who have been listening to the recordings here, that uh, that you choose the path of divine love, that you choose the path of responsiveness instead of resistance, in light of the changes that are happening upon the earth, uh, that that we don't waste these opportunities uh, to grow and to develop and to to undergo the transformation of our beings in love and light. Uh, so that's, that's my wish for all of us, uh, for everyone on the earth, uh, that we all uh, do our best to make the most of the opportunities that are presented to us, even if they come in forms that we would not prefer that they not come in. Um, but, you know, I think, we all need what we need in order to be invited to change. And so, uh, you know, we're all gonna have the experiences that we need to have in order to uh, have those really powerful and potent opportunities to, to make very clear choices in terms of uh, who, who we desire to be and, and uh, what we desire to, to have our lives be about. So, uh, if you join me in prayer, please. Beloved Creator, we thank you for mm, everything, for who you are, for who we are, for this time and opportunity. We thank you for your continued guidance and protection as we seek to live our lives to the best of our ability and to share our lives in ways that serve and uplift others in love, humility, truth, and peace. We thank you. Amen. All right. Remember, the one who made you accepts you absolutely and loves you unconditionally. And so it is. Thanks for listening. Bye.